Hello and welcome to episode three of The Beauty of Truth. Today's guest is Caitlin Brady. Caitlin is a makeup artist who has been very vocal on her social media about being a stripper in Canada, having a Brazilian bum lift, and having an OnlyFans page. So today we delve into what motivated Caitlin to make the decision she's made in her life and what's next for Caitlin. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Caitlin Brady, thank you so much for being part of the beauty of truth. Um, I'm super excited about this episode. Um, Really, really excited because obviously you have, you know, major following on Instagram. You pretty much share every inch of your life on Instagram. <laughs> I feel like I, I know you without without knowing you. Yeah. But why I wanted to get you on was because I also feel like there's a story there that people don't know. But there's a lot of probably a lot of judgment, probably people making presumptions of what they think or who you are um so I was really excited that when you said yeah because I just felt that you know sometimes with a podcast it's such a nice place for people to speak their truth and this being the beauty of truth podcast what a better place to do it no of course so let's just dive straight in so you anyone who, who follows you will know probably bits and parts but for anyone who doesn't know you um I know you from working in Mac. Yeah. And an absolute, by the way, side note, phenomenal makeup artist. Absolutely Thanks. amazing makeup artist. Um, you were, We didn't work in the same store, but I just kind of knew of you. Yeah. And knew that you kind of left abruptly. So what? tell us a little bit about your makeup background, working in Mac, what that was like. So I remember I first, I was only 18, and I remember I literally just finished college. And I remember... Um, when I got the call to say I could be a Christmas temp, it was in Dundrum. And like being from Swords all the way to Dundrum. Oh, hell no. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, shit. no, no. But I was just like, you know, when you're so excited, it was just like, oh, God, I got the, because I always wanted to Rick for Mac. So yeah. it was just like, I had to go. So I did it. Oh, so you did it? Yeah. Oh, I, I was like, no. Yeah, no, no I, I literally, <laughs> I was like a two, three hour like journey. But oh, my God. No, seven buses. Yeah, literally. Five and hours later. It was like everything. But no, I did it. And I remember, um, my manager there, she's actually like one of the area managers, but she intimidated me so much. But I think it was because I looked up to everybody that worked in my Yeah, you're just intimidated yeah, by everyone. Literally. <laughs> so then um I actually got then a permanent position and I was just like that was dreams made. And then that's when I worked in Blanche with Elaine Cruz. Oh amazing. And yeah, yeah, I that's remember right. Sorry, but I remember, you know, Leah, do you remember Leah Mass? Oh, of course. Love yeah. me, Leah, Leah Mass. Leah. Yeah, love Leah so Mass. Yeah. I remember Leah and Elaine, they were like the two, you know, you know you, when you have two people that you just want to impress all the time? Yes. <laughs> so like every time I'd go in, I'd be trying to do a different theme. Like, and yeah. I'd, I'd go in and look at them like, hey. <laughs> What do do I think? look amazing today? <laughs> but it was just because I looked up to them too so much. And like they always helped me. And um, then that was kind of like when, like Elaine as well, what I loved about her was whenever I, like she, I always felt like I could, I never, no one ever took me seriously. If does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm always such like a joker and I'm always like, but no one listens. Yeah, but then when you need to be serious, you feel like... 
no th- one takes that's not it. there then because you've got that type of personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah it can be difficult. Yeah, yeah so we, when I started working there, I felt like this was like the manager that actually took me seriously, like my ideas, when I wanted to learn more like creative makeup, like, you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. I was managed by Elaine as well. Um, And I mean, I say it in the first yeah, episode one, like she has a that. massive part of the type of person yeah. and manager and trainer and artist I am today. Yeah. So yeah, 100%. That's the exact same as me. And like, I, I actually, I heard this when you were talking as well about the black skin types you never got taught it yeah yeah so yeah. I never got taught it but Elaine actually showed me like different ways and different techniques and different foundations and I remember then I became obsessed with like doing the black skin but one thing that I hated after Elaine left that was kind of like my soul crushed Leah and Elaine both left yeah and that was like I can imagine. That was well, when... Well, I can imagine. They, I was in a store and they yes. both left as well. So <laughs> I get it. Literally. And then that was when, oh, that's when, like, everything went downhill. But before that, the more... The people that worked there, I had, like... I always got, say, the black people. And, like, what irritated me was people like, oh, I'm not... They don't buy anything. Do you know what I mean? So what made you leave then in the end? So do you remember Star Artist? Do you remember? No, that? I I was in travel retail by the time. Yeah, that I him. yeah I we didn't work in high street then. So I basically so something bad happened to me, and I remember so basically someone that I was like very close to, he it was like the night or something. I like stayed over in his house, but he like took advantage of me, and I remember like oh my god, Kaylin. Yeah, so I remember like I was like screaming, Tom to get me off me, and like. Oh God, I don't want to start crying. No, no, that's <laughs> fine, it's fine. But like after that, I was like bleeding for like two days. Do you know what I mean? Okay, okay. But I still went into work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. It's it's really, really, really difficult thing to yeah. talk about and and to be, you know, just leave yourself out there with the truth. So it's take your time. Yeah, so like basically that happened to me. I was still like in so much pain. <laughs> like I went to work. I Because... I don't know. I'm one of them people where I like rather go into work because it gets my head. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, it helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah so 100%. like it gets me off like topic of what I'd be thinking if I was just laying at home. So I remember at the time I went in, I had my hair in plaits, a big baggy men's black jumper from Pennies <laughs> and a pair of leggings and I think I had like these funky black runners on. And at the time, um, the trainers, the area manager, like oh, everybody. Big visit. Yeah, big visit. Yeah, yeah. And I think as well, like when you, when you go through something really traumatic, you, and I'm I'm not a therapist, <laughs> um, but I'd imagine when you go through something really traumatic that you your, sen- your sensitivity is heightened as well. Totally. So, I mean, on a, on a normal day, had someone said that to you, it probably would have, you know, you yeah, probably no. would have taken it on the chin. I'm being like, but you know what, I you're think, right. Yeah, exactly. But I think when you go through something like that and you get feedback that you would normally get yeah. on a day-to-day basis, and I always it's made so different. You know what I mean? Yeah, but It yeah. was just, I literally dragged myself out of bed. Like, I was just trying to, like, perk myself up. And going into work and working with the customers, that was what perked me up. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so when when was it? What, how old were you when you decided to move to Canada? I was, well, I'm at 25 now, so I was 20. I think I just went 23 because it was oh, 22 right, okay. when all this was happening. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I was trying to work out the timeline. Yeah. 18, 22, and then you went to Canada at 23. Okay. Yeah. And like, what did you do? You went to Canada kind of on your own, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Because basically, um, I left because basically I got a phone call then and I got an email from Mac saying that my manager has cancelled my trip to the Star Artist thing. And my heart, like I had to go out of work like on sick leave because it went from like on such a high after such a low to now. Yeah, back down. Yeah, and I just had to leave. Then I was just like, it doesn't matter how hard I work, like it's never, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> Take your time. I know it. Can, it can be really, really, really difficult um, when the lines of communication between people aren't there. Um, and I'm sure, you know, when you look when you look back, I think. And again, I'm not a therapist, but when you look back, what happened to you had this knock-on effect in your life. Yeah. And I think speaking about it today, hopefully, will give you some, you know, some sort of, I don't say closure, but you know, some sort of relief to it that you know you you kind of accept that it happened and you move, yeah. you, you move, you know, you move on. Um, but you can see that it had this, yeah, absolute knock-on effect because you had the essentially the picture perfect career. Um, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essentially, the picture, picture, la perfect career, and you know, and then you decided, obviously, enough yeah. is enough, and you left. Then, but it was just like, and after that, I was just like, cause I think it was such a like knock, cause after working for so hard for so long, and then someone just to come in and just take it all away from me, I was just like, I can't. I'm done with makeup for a while. Like, yeah, yeah. Cause I'm, I, I always wondered, like, when I saw that you had moved to Canada, yeah. And weren't doing makeup. I remember being like, it's such a shame because yeah. you're extremely talented. Extremely talented makeup artist. My mum used to give out yards to me. I'd say so. <laughs> She'd be like, I put you through your course. Yeah, I paid for that, honey. <laughs> Get out there and do some smoky eyes. <laughs> so when you moved to Canada, what did you do? Um, so I worked in the financial district. I was just doing account coordinator. Sounds so fancy. <laughs> Not that <laughs> fancy. But I it just sounds very fancy. I don't know what happened though. It was like, you know what, when I moved to Canada, I went on my own on purpose so that I had nothing to do with Ireland. Okay. You know what I mean? Why? Why did you feel just that way? Because it was like in my area, the guy that did that to me. And then it was like after that then it was And did you confront him? Oh, I said it to him and he couldn't like it was the next day I was like because I was so confused as to what happened you know because yeah, you're like yeah. that was my f like I grew up with him do you know what I mean and we were like on the same bus to school like it was just weird and did you tell your mum that's the thing because I confided in um my manager at the time I because it didn't have like I I don't know I think because I never actually told anyone except for her okay and I think it was because of how she reacted. It was kind of like, not that important. <laughs> yeah, you felt you didn't want to say it to anybody else. Yeah. Does your mom know now? Yeah, I only told her, like, literally at the beginning of lockdown. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And how did she respond? Oh, she was just shook. Like, shook. Yeah, I'd say devastated Because she knows well. who it was. And she knew him since, like, we were, like, literally 13. So she was just shook. Oh my God, Caitlin. And when you moved to Canada, you were working in the financial district. But yeah. You were yeah. also a stripper. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, so I'm not going to lie. Like before I went, I had it in my head. I Because I used to watch 
YouTube tutorial, not tutorial. <laughs> YouTube tutorial on how to do a stripper. I'm that's what I'm looking at tonight. <laughs> yeah. I used to look at like YouTube and like what girls used to do and whatever. And I remember just thinking like they have so much power like in their hands and they're doing a totally different persona. Like they were a character. Like they could be who they wanted to be when they walked through the doors. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember I went on Tinder actually. And I met this, I went actually, you know what, it actually helped me get friends there, believe it oh, or not. Right, okay. So I was on like the girls and I was like swiping right and then me and this girl were still best friends to this day. She's actually a stripper and she was, I met up with her and we went for drinks or whatever. And then that night she was like, oh, like I'm a stripper. Da, 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 da. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I was wanted to meet you. Oh, right. <laughs> and so I met her, we went for drinks and then she was like, if you ever want to like, learn or go Fair with on me. a strip yeah like come with me so I was like you know what it took me about a month can I ask like is there an interview like is there someone like you go oh, in yeah. and you're like hey here's my CV yeah. I've never stripped before but I've, <laughs> I, I'm have i here for it no literally like if you they're really rude <laughs> like <laughs> like literally I had I had like platinum blonde hair like I looked like a little Barbie I always had like a pink bandana pink like my stripper clothes okay. <laughs> and diamond shoes <laughs> but if you were over literally probably a size 10 you weren't getting in like right yeah and if you did it would be like the ones in like the countryside <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. right so you had to look good like all the time you had to look like a man's fantasy literally do you know what I mean and what was it like 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 literally describe what a night or a day was like being a stripper oh it was just so much fun I used to so what you used to do is you'd have the bandana is to put on their lap okay so okay. you'd go in you'd be in your heels you'd put your band you'd be like oh can I sit down you babe like whatever you'd put their ba- your bandana down just because you don't want to be like you're in a thong <laughs> Like, oh, so you like sit on the bandana, yeah. right? Okay, so this is on... really good tips for anyone who wants to be a stripper, right? We're getting getting schooled here. So basically, oh yeah, you'd sit on their bandana, you'd put your arm around them, you'd be like whispering sweet and nothings in there. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> like, you have to finesse, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, no, I don't personally, but I, I, I can visualise. Yeah. Like, at the beginning, I would have... I had to learn, like, I didn't just go in and know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I would have, like, at the beginning, it took some time, because it is hard graft, like... Yeah, it sounds... And also, confidence. Yeah. You have got to be confident to be able to walk into a room with practically no clothes on. Yeah. Put your bandana down and sit on his knee. Like, that is confidence. <laughs> Literally, and, like... I remember I was sitting in the car and I was like, what's going to be my stripper name? So I was like, hmm, Coco Diamond. <laughs> like, it ended up being like Chanel and it was just like the perfect name for me because like I had, I felt so tall in my heels. I was like feeling slim, like, you know, so it gave me the confidence. Like I literally walked through them doors like a totally, I was Chanel, like this girl was totally different. Yeah, do you think like it, it is, a, there is a sense of like, okay, so yeah, you there's the, there's the outside world looking in going, yeah. you strip. But to you, was it kind of like this really horrible thing had happened to you at home? Yeah. You escaped, you got there, and you actually got to be someone totally different. Yeah. Like, I have a dance background. No, I have a, not, not a stripper <laughs> dance background. Just to make sure nobody thinks that I was stripping up in the streets ahead. I wasn't. Um, the dance school in Santry. But... Um, <laughs> 
No, but I get it in the sense of like, there's a sense of acting sometimes to dancing in musical theatre and all those things. And it can be really, really fun. And especially if the outside world at that time is not being the kindest to you. Yeah. So what do you feel like it was like you're you're out, you're, you know? Yeah, it was like, this sounds so bad. And probably if any man listens to me say this, they're going to be like, whoa. (laughs) But it was like nearly taking back what they took from me. Like, I had all the power in my hands. You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't... Like, if you disrespected me, man, I could give you a slap. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, if... And if you, like... They talk so sweet to you because they want you so bad. But I treated them like shit. (laughs) Like, I would never have sat there and, like, been all over them. Like, some of the girls... Because I found sometimes if I worked too hard and, like, was literally, like, all over them, they nearly were just like, oh, get off me. Oh, right, it's a bit hard to get is, is a... Yeah, like, I was just so rude. Like, I'd be like, ew, get away from me. And they'd be like, oh, babe, um, please, let me take like take me. And I'd be like, no. And then I'd be like, you know what? If you want me to take you that bad, like, give me an extra two bills, like 200, you know? That's the next, that is what I wanted to ask next. Like, what is the, you know, financial situation of being a stripper? Oh, man, it's so fun. <laughs> Oh my god! Is I it? used to do the worst shit. I'm gonna, it's like Cardi B. <laughs> like I feel, I yeah, yeah. Like I used to get them to get me shots, but I'd tell the girl behind the bar, give me shots of. So I'd like let's do gin or vodka, and I'd like get just shots of water, water. and then they'd I get them. It's to, like that film. <laughs> literally like with no What yeah. is that film Hustlers. called? Hustlers. That's yeah. it. I love that film. I remember I got me and my friend. We used to do duos. So. Okay. To make more money, we do duos sometimes. And you'd literally just be like, shove your tits in their face. like Right. But it was just a lot. And but like, um, how much money are we talking? Oh, you could come in with anything. Like, I, there was one guy, he was just obsessed. He, I turned him into a sugar daddy because I didn't want to have to like dance for him. He was just like one of these desperate. Like an actual sugar daddy? Yeah. Like so you actually had a sugar daddy? I've had like, yeah, a few. Yeah. Right, okay, so... Give me the financial situation first and then we'll go on to Sugar Daddy. Okay, so this like, is a world that none of us know. Like me and my friend basically kept giving this guy shots of gin and we'd finesse him so bad. So we'd be like, so it went off on the song. So we'd be like, babe, that's 10 songs. So you'd have to give me a thousand, you know? What? Yeah. So then, but we told him, it was, <laughs> we told him it was like ridiculous amount of songs and we got eight grand out of them. Eight grand yeah and we split it and I have to ask because I just morally have to ask the question like did you not feel guilty oh hell no I was just like for every because the guy that did that to me back home that was my friend when I was 16 somebody that was close to my family did something as well to me do you know what I mean so it wasn't the first time Oh, right, okay. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm so sorry that that's happened to you. No, it's, I'm fine now. If anything, it's made me, like, stronger. As, as cliche yeah. as that sounds. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm a really good stripper. <laughs> um. <laughs> Literally, like, I just thought, oh, I just thought, like, you know, screw you. Like, Yeah, there's an anger there. Yeah. It was. And any man that, like, I remember, okay, I did do wrong on one guy. He was, like, this Italian guy. He came. He was a pilot. So I was, like, you're loaded. So don't give me no pity party. And I like finessed him out of a lot. <laughs> like and he I Like okay. what's a lot? So like I te- I told him okay, at the end of the night he didn't know how he never went to a strip club before. Okay. So what I did was I was probably like, wife and kids at home. Go yeah. On. But I 
basically told him I was like, yeah, like, oh God, my mom, if she listens to this, <laughs> she's gonna be like, sweet Jesus, Caitlin. Um, so basically what I did was I told him I'd have sex with him. Okay. But I told him it was gonna cost him and that the money has, you have to give me the money up front right now or else I'm gonna get security. And he was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. He was like, anything, anything. And I gave him my number and then I blocked him as soon as I left. So you, like, you effectively, like, robbed him. <laughs> and, like, when, I have to ask, like, like when you look back on that now, are you like, oh, my God, I was really, really hurt and that's why I, di- I did that? Yeah. Or are you like, no, that was a really good time? Um, okay, a lot of the time I was thinking that's a really good time, but maybe him, I always think back on him because he was genuinely just some sucker, you know what I mean? And obviously that's like, that's a done thing then. Oh yeah, like girls. Obviously that's like, you go to a strip club and you just come out with, you know, your house and your <laughs> car gone. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Insane. Oh um, my God. I'm like the, the thing is, I'll tell you, like, it wasn't always like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit and say, oh yeah, I got like two grand every night or five grand every night. Like, you'd have your nights where you'd only be coming out with like 500. You know what I mean? But see, the thing was like, I had like I had a really good life there. Like I had my own driver. Like I had my own place. Now hang on, you had your own driver. Is that because of the strip club? No, I just didn't want to get like Ubers, and I didn't want to go on like the subway. Oh, oh my God! Right, <laughs> I've said oh my God like a million times because <laughs> it's just blowing my mind that this is a lifestyle, and then you're I know you're like back and swords, <laughs> like you me. know in your mask, yeah. like. But it's bad. And can I ask, like, when you got to Canada, obviously you didn't go probably with the intention of becoming a stripper no. and earning that sort of money. What was the phone call like when you rang home? Uh, oh, my God. So my mom, I told, but my cousin actually seen me. So I met, you know, Cash Money Records. Yeah. So I'm actually really good friends with some of the producers that work with whatever, Birdman or whatever. Okay. And he sent a video of me stripping to London on the track and then London on the track put it on a story <laughs> and then my cousin was like is that you? Oh my god the world is too oh, small. I was like oh shit. Oh my god so like but what honestly though when you when you told your mom what was her um, reaction? My mom she was just like I'm not surprised she was like you've literally told your nana at 13 you're gonna be a playboy bunny <laughs> like but I think she was just like I think she knew because I said it, okay. you know. It wasn't a massive shock. Yeah, because I've always, like, I just, I hated men. Like, I hated them. Yeah, it, it does sound <laughs> it. it do, I can't lie, it does sound it, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I just went through, like, because my mom was like, would you not try to find a nice guy, you know, while you're there? And I just had so much anger in me. I didn't even look at that kind of side. I was just like, screw everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I just was, like, dancing all over them, literally. Oh, my God. And, like... So obviously, I want to ask a question, um, and I hope you don't mind. Yeah, you're pregnant now. Yeah, congratulations! Thanks. Massive, massive congratulations! It's a wonderful, scary, exciting, thrilling time, and you're put on your Instagram that you're having a girl. Yeah, what would be your response now if your little girl grows up and wants to do that, live that life? Oh God! <laughs> put you on the spot. Ah, uh, honestly. I'd nearly just try, like, if that was what she wanted the most, because I'd nearly do what my mom did and just try, like, guide me in the right way. 
Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wouldn't want... Because if there's one thing that I've, like, nearly taught myself and I'd want to teach her is that, like, don't judge anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with, like, you know, even, like, gays, like, drag queens, black people. Like, everyone's being judged at the minute. And I just think, like, life's too short. Like, I got judged by so many people in Ireland. (laughs) They're all going to be, like, a hoe. Prostitute. Like. Oh no, I can and, and I can't imagine and I and I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. Like your pictures ended up in some WhatsApp groups that I'm in. Yeah. You know, like this is Kayla Brady, she's a stripper now. Like and obviously we're I actually didn't even realise that we're from the same area. Yeah. So that it kind of makes sense now because I was like how do I know that face? That oh Mac. Oh my god. Oh she's from Swords. Didn't even realise. Yeah. But you know, there, there is a sense of judgment and I really appreciate that you are being wholeheartedly honest because I think it, it happened. It did happen. Yeah. Whether people like to agree with it or they understand it, yeah. it happened. And it's really important. But I do I do think that from hearing your story so far, because there's a lot more to it, yeah. is that what happened to you as a young person has really mapped out Oh, the rest of the journey yeah and it's and it's obviously a horrific thing and again I'm so sorry it happened to you and I you know I don't even know what to say to be totally honest but I do know that you it sounds like you do have a very supportive mom yeah which is I mean all That's really anyone would ask for, for. Like, yeah. yeah and and if you felt that you were being guided you know in the direction of your mom then you know Go yeah. you, go you for doing what you did. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not saying go you and go Rob man again. <laughs> Let's not do that again. Um, that poor guy probably is still <laughs> still trying to get back his eight grand. Um, so then you you were living in Canada and you were saying you had sugar daddies, but did you meet your current boyfriend in Canada? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was just I just met him in a nightclub and I actually just turned out to be we were just friends and. He he respects the hustle, so okay. I didn't have that's to, important. Yeah, <laughs> at the time it was important because I was just. But I think as well because we were first friends, it kind of helped me fall like fall from if you know what I mean. Okay, because he wasn't judgmental. If anything, if anyone said anything, he was the first person to be like, <laughs> do something better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and is this the same guy who paid for your bum implants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta. You've you've shared you. I will say you were really really vocal about any cosmetic surgery that you've yeah. had. Um, I know you're a brand ambassador for. Oh yeah, Juju. Yes, Juju. I couldn't pronounce it, so I'm glad you pronounced it. <laughs> um, and and I again, I absolutely I can I can respect anything as long as it's honest. Yeah. So I love that you know you're totally honest about it. It was explicit the you know your stories but with the bone implant like yeah. it was a lot um, <laughs> and I had like I had uh, breast reduction surgery when oh, I was 18 thank god there was no social media at the time but I but it, come here I would <laughs> it wouldn't have gone up on social media anyway so first of all talk t- tell everyone that story like what what led you to make that decision you know yeah um about the about your bone implants okay so Oh God, like Jesus Christ, if you hear what I'm about to say. So basically, because of the stuff that happened to me when I was 16, 17, the only way I could like control my life was through bulimia. So I was never happy with my body. 
So then when I went to Canada and I seen like all these gorgeous girls, like they had like their breast on, they had their lipo, their their ass on, like they just looked perfect. And I was just like, oh man, if only I could have that flat stomach and that like nice bum and like I wanted just to look feel better as well. So he didn't pay for like full of like fully all of it. How much was it all together? It was wait recovery and everything like ten grand. Whoa. Yeah. But that was, it was in Miami though. Do you know what I mean? So it, I don't know why I even picked it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it was, really, really. Let's go to the most expensive place possible. <laughs> Could have went to Dominican and got it for like three, four. Stop. Like ridiculous. But um, no, at the time, like this guy, I made him give me money for it. And I made, like, I just used, I just made people pay for my shit. Like there was one guy I had, I made him pay for my rent. There was another person I had. I made him pay for my hair and my nails. And then I just used to get this guy. He wanted a friend. So I used to like go for drinks with him and I'd make him give me like three grand. So that was going towards my body. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. And is there any sense of of guilt now looking back? No, I just think they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at them like... But you know what? That guy... I'm still friend like I still find friends with him. He's always like, "Are you in Toronto?" So your current boyfriend didn't pay for your. He paid probably like half of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the rest, then I just at last minute I was like, "Send me money." And what was <laughs> send me money now, please? Anyone who will give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and what did you? Um, I've lost my train of thought now because I've so many questions. So you, oh yeah, you put it up on Instagram yeah. and you put up like. Like, stuff that I didn't think Instagram would allow you to put up on your story about it. Why did you, why, like, what brought you to being so vocal about it and, and posting about oh, it? Oh, because I had no idea. I think maybe if someone had showed me, because, you know, these people that go to, like, Elite and they only show, like, the before and after. They never actually show you the process of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've been through it, like, and I, and I got that kind of the old school yeah. Uh, surgery. Yeah. Um, And it's not pretty. No, and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Holy God. Like, if I just, I wish I had maybe, because even now I look back and I'm like, my body wasn't even, like, in any way, shape or form, like, the way I you'd imagined it. Do you know what I mean? As in before? Yeah. I like, as in you wouldn't get it done now? I probably wouldn't have maybe been so keen to do it because of like the most, like, I couldn't sit down for two months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I had to lay on my stomach like all the time, even in the car for like, the first month and a half. I had to lay on my stomach and it was just, it was so much unnecessary pain just to like feel. And you know what I said to my mom was, I was just like, I hate the skin I'm in. Like obviously because of what happened to me. So it was almost as well because she was like, why are you doing this to you yourself? You don't need to be doing it. And I couldn't see her like point of view until now, probably. Yeah. But like back then, I always just thought like, I hate my skin. Like I feel dirty. I think it was because of everything that happened. So me getting the surgery as well was nearly like, it, it sounds so stupid, but it was just like a new fresh like start as well. Yeah, you know? it felt like something new. And do you think, like, by posting it on Instagram, like, you have an awful lot of followers now, so do you think there's a sense of responsibility that goes... Like, for me, and this is me just being completely honest, yeah. for me, I always... I'm I'm like, if the world we live in now, if you have a massive amount of followers, I just feel like there's, you know, there's a social responsibility there. And a lot of people that will follow you will be young girls. 
And you were saying like, you know, you saw those women and they had like the boobs and the bum and all. Yeah. That's your version of beautiful. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Everyone is entitled to decide what their version of beautiful is. Yeah. But do you feel that sometimes by promoting like like cosmetics and all that you're 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 painting a picture for young girls that, that they need this? Yeah. Or do you think it's something else? No, I don't think it's so much that they need it. But I have a lot of girls, I still have girls texting me, like even the other day, they're asking me about the BBL and I just always tell them to look at the highlight on my page. Yeah. And then they'll tell, then they'll come back and be like, oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I think I'll just squat. Yeah, like literally. And I just, if it was me, like I think... I probably wouldn't be so keen to get it if I had someone just to show me a little bit more into it. Yeah, like, it. did you go into that not knowing at no. all the recovery? Oh, my God. I, had no, I was there happy out. Like, just thinking, <laughs> like, Gran, I'll just walk out here with a yeah. lovely big peachy bum. <laughs> no, because it is really, like, I when I had surgery, it was a three-month recovery. Yeah. Um, it was, you weren't allowed to shower for two weeks after it. I was bandaged up like, like a mummy. Oh, my um, God. Uh, I got that done because I was dancing at the time and they just got it. They had to go. <laughs> um, but again, like I, it, yeah, it was, I don't know. I, 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 you know, when you're trying to figure out like the reason why, like I'm, I'm, I'll be out straight. Like I have a voucher for therapy. Going to get my Botox done soon. Can't <laughs> wait. Um, but I, but. But I don't know if I'd promote it, if yeah. that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Okay, and yeah. I'm not saying that that's wrong. Just me personally. So after you got that, your BB, BBL, yeah. BBL done, what was next then? What happened? Um, Like what's um? So like, did you move back home? Oh yeah, I had to come home. Because just, I am so like, I just need my mommy. <laughs> yeah, you seem really close. It's yeah. lovely, yeah. I just needed to be around her because she would... As much as he was like, I'll take care of you. He's like, I'm not saying he can't. Well, I just needed my mom. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I, uh, yeah, and it sounds like you, you experienced a lot. Like, you were so young. Yeah. And you've probably experienced more in in those few years than some people, that some people will never experience. Trust me. Like, never. It's so weird because before I met um, the guy I'm with now, I'm not going to say his name because he's real, like, privacy. Okay. <laughs> But before I seen him, um, or before I got with him, even though we were friends, there was another person I was seeing. Okay. And uh, I this is like the story now of when I got nearly got shot. Okay. <laughs> so basically, um, oh, it was around my birthday actually. Mine was it last year? My birthday. This was like literally last year. That's mad. Sorry, <laughs> you know you're just like holy shit. Um, yeah. So last year it was around my birthday. I was in. It was like a trap house, I guess. So what's that? That's like, like oh god, my mom's gonna be. <laughs> she's gonna listen and literally think my daughter is the worst. Um, basically, a trap house is like where people like sell drugs. And like party, it's constant partying. Like okay. I wasn't doing the drugs, but I was just at the parties, you know. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there was one guy. He was, I think, he was an alcoholic. Like he couldn't go without drinking for like the whole day. And it was the day before my birthday, and this girl had died that he was with, and there was a guy there, and he obviously needed to like get his anger out. Okay. And I swear this was like horrific. It was like he 
bet this guy so badly in front of me. I had to go upstairs because I was like, couldn't bear this. I can't look at someone getting hurt. You know what I mean? So yeah, and most of us can't. Yeah, yeah. And like, there was a girl there and she was just like staring at it like as if, oh, that's normal. And then there was all the guys around. They were looking at him as if it was normal. I went upstairs. I was sobbing because I was like, this should not be happening. I tried to stop it. But then the guy that I was with at the time was like, don't because he'll probably hit you. So I was like, okay, I'm just going upstairs. I'm staying out of it. And then I heard him stop. So I went down and just to see if everything was okay. This guy's head literally went from normal size to the size of a basketball. Because it was like, he pet him so badly. And then that wasn't the worst of it. He ends up getting a hammer. And then starts hammering his hands, hammering his feet, toes, knees. He like was taken he got his cards took money all the all his money he like transferred to his account like this guy was just on one you know one of them and this house is full of people yeah like not one person tried to stop it except for me and then they told me to go because I could be the next person you know what I mean so then I was just like holy shit and at the time I wanted to leave but the guy that I was with wouldn't let me I wanted to go home to my own place and he wouldn't let me so then I was just like, this has just gone from like zero to a hundred. Because I was in such a good mindset, such good friends. And then I just meet one man that like, he seemed so happy all the time. He seems like such a good guy. But then when I actually stayed with him, he wouldn't let me leave. He wouldn't let me go to work. He wouldn't let me do anything. Like, I remember he was like clean as if I was like, <laughs> the housewife. I remember looking at him like, are you dumb? <laughs> and then... What? That on my birthday then, I have to ask. Yeah. So that's that's a really like a really really horrific thing to see and witness. Yeah. Like, do you think that you potentially at some point in your life like have had like post traumatic stress from something like that? Yeah, definitely. Because like, I, and I don't even fully understand. I've never experienced anything like that in my life, and hearing it doesn't even really sound real to me. Yeah. So, like. And what what's the feeling after that? Like how do you how do you get up the next day and go on normal? See, I had no choice. Like I literally had no choice because I couldn't leave, and I was just so after seeing that because he just snapped. Like this guy literally just snapped and took it out on this one person. So I was just on edge because I was just and then my actually then the same guy on my birthday stole my phone. And was like, I don't know where it's gone. It's lost. I was like, how can it be lost? We're in the same house. We've never left. So he's obviously took my phone. So then I had no contact with anybody. So I literally went from seeing a guy getting like beat up. Pulp. I don't even know if that man's still alive. Like, you know. They, yeah, probably not. You know what I mean? Like he literally was so, he had probably internal bleeding with the way they hammered his body so bad. Like it was just, I still think about him to this day. <laughs> like... And then they took my phone and then there was a night all his friends came over, his cousins. And this was the night then I got like a lucky escape. So it was basically um, one of the guys, I think it was his birthday because it was a couple of days after mine. Everyone was over having drinks. I was ha having drinks and then... I went in, there was the downstairs bathroom and I left the door open because I literally just went in to top up my makeup. But the guy I was with, his cousin came in after me 
And then it just looked really bad because you could see from the kitchen to the bathroom, it was just like a straight. So everyone could see. And I wasn't hiding anything. So that's why I left the door open because I was literally just going and topping up my makeup. And his cousin walks in. He's like, give me your number. Like, da da da. Like, he was trying it on. And I was just like, go away. You know, I'm with your cousin. Like, the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. And then because obviously I walked out and then his cousin walked out, it looked really bad. And instead of like asking me, I went to walk over to him and instead of asking me, he like punched me so hard in the face. He like knocked me out and he just kept punching me. And one of the girls I was friends with, she was there, she was trying to get him off me. And then him and his cousin started fighting and then they went, then the guns all came out. Like literally every man there had a gun and then shots started getting fired. I was like in the garden, like trying to like get him to stop shooting. Cause I'm like, that's your cousin, bro. Like, what are you doing? But and then, that's a gun. Yeah. And he's shooting at his cousin. <laughs> like, And then um, that's when like this guy was like, Caitlin, like move, you're going to get shot. And I was just like, okay, well, obviously, like, I have to go. So then I went upstairs and I had to hide, like, under the bed because I was afraid, like, they were shooting everywhere. Like, people's, random people's cars were getting shot and, at. like, where was the police? The police were, like, coming. So I stayed there until the police got there because I was just, like, I'm not trying to... I just, I don't know, my head was just... It was just saying, like, I was just, like, stay there because there's help coming. Yeah, yeah. So then... Were you scared? I don't know. I had so because you talk about these things so like as, as if you're normal, like, like as if it's normal. Yeah, I have to be honest with you. Like you do, you talk about them as if they're totally normal. And yeah, like I'm like this sounds like a really like a really bad film. Like do you know what I mean? <laughs> it sounds like a B movie. Like yeah, but it's your life. Yeah, and so soon after that, then you obviously like. So I went. This is how me and him actually got together because I went to the police station. Whatever I was getting questioned. Honestly, I just was so scared of them. Not even that I was scared of them. I just didn't want any more trouble or hassle from them. I just was like... You're like, I'd like to not be in a shootout again, thanks. Yeah, I just was like... They were like, do you know these guys? I was like, no, I was just at the wrong place, the wrong time. I was just so like... I just didn't want... Because if they knew they'd say you ratted, I was like... And I just was not... I just didn't want any more hassle, so I just pretended. And it was probably a lucky thing that I wasn't from there because they were like, yeah, sure, why would she know, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that time it was just perfect. And then after I got out, cause I just pretended like I didn't know them and didn't know what happened. Um, I called the guy I'm with and I was like, it was like four in the morning, five in the morning. I was like, hey, can you like come pick me up from the police station? He was like, the fuck? And when I got into the car, he sees my face. He's like, what the hell happened to you? And then he brings me home. And it was kind of like then I was like, he had my back. You know what I mean? Okay, and this is your current boyfriend. Yeah. This is the father of your child. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just stick to like I've just stuck out with him like cuz honestly And you're obviously doing long distance then. He's yeah. still in Canada and you're here. Yeah. So what's the plan then for the future? Um honestly, I'm trying to open my own little beauty room and stuff here, so I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to just like stay here for a while and he's he respects it cuz at the moment, Toronto is just mad. So he's coming here next week and we're just, just going to figure it out when he's here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So he is coming over. Is yeah. he staying in your parents? No. No. Hell okay. no. <laughs> and like, that's what I mean. Like how, like, what's the thought process then there? Like with your mom and he's in Toronto and, you know, is there, are you scared of the, you know, 
you're going to have to do a bit of this probably on your own if he doesn't move here. Yeah. You know, I've got such a good, like, family. Like, I've got such good aunties and my mum. Like, we're such a close net, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... I can't ever see myself being on my own. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, of course. And you're not on your own. No. own. Yeah, you've got... You, you know, yeah. I still have the support. Like, And even if he's not there, like, not saying that my man's going to take up his place, but I'd still have that like support system if I ever needed it, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. And you... I wanted to talk to you today as well about OnlyFans. Yeah. So this is something that has like fascinated everybody in Ireland. Everyone's like, what is this new thing so talk to me a little bit about OnlyFans for anyone who doesn't know what it is how would you describe it um explicit photos for money <laughs> but um I loved it because oh there's a post actually I seen and someone was like OnlyFans is the virtual prostitute and I was just like, if only you knew. <laughs> like, I know prostitutes, I know strippers, and I know only fans girls. I and mean, let me tell you, it's totally different. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's one thing that I think people get twisted. Like, you might be showing your body, but you're making money. And the thing that annoyed me was with that post was, um, like, no one's actually doing anything wrong. Like, you're in the comfort of your own home. Nobody's near you. Like, nobody can take advantage of you. You're literally, you're choosing what you post and you're choosing how much you're, it's going to be. Like, you're in control of everything, you know? And that's why I preferred it because it was like, even though I wasn't doing anything, I still had, like, my control, if you know. I don't yeah. Know, it's just something. And what about, though, the lack of control in the sense if you post that photo, you don't know where that photo goes, so. Yeah. Um, I've thought about that, but then I have, I just don't care anymore. It was, that <laughs> yeah God, come here like, yeah like each to their own like obviously like I'm not an OnlyFans um, <laughs> but I've been on it like due to like research for this podcast yeah. um, and it's really funny because it's like it's, the way I would describe OnlyFans is like it's like an Instagram for explicit nude yeah. sometimes pornographic yeah. in some cases um, pictures and videos yeah um, I I'm going to, sh like, my thoughts on it don't really matter because I'm not on it, but what about your family? Now that you're back in Ireland, because obviously, right, what happened, the things that happened to you in Canada, they happened in Canada. Yeah. And I'm sure that at the time you weren't like, hey, ma'am, how's your Monday? Oh, I just got shot up <laughs> on the block, or I don't know what the lingo is, because um, I'm not cool. But, um, you know, you're not ringing home, yeah. telling those stories. But you come home to, to good old swords, <laughs> you're like... <laughs> It must seem really dull. <laughs> and then, you know, you're living at home with your mom, you start your only fans. You know, what did she think? Because you're 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 on Irish soil now yeah. doing this. So it's not far away where family don't know and can't see. Yeah, exactly. Um I still had the mentality, like when I was in Canada, I just had that mentality of like, oh god, am I allowed to curse on this? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was like so. I literally have that motto in my head, like "fuck bitches get money." <laughs> Why? Right. So like, that's how I thought when I came home. I was just like, "fuck whoever is gonna judge me." Like, you're not me. Who are you? Like, are you paying my bills? Like, are you paying for the hair on my head? Are you paying for my nails? Like, no. So keep your mouth shut, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what sort of what like? Did, how did you tell your family? Um. I don't think I did. I think I waited till my mum asked me about it. 
Yeah, I think that's how it was. Oh, actually, my mom actually confronted me about it because she's seen it on my story of me promoting it. And I yeah. was just like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Was this the picture with the long extensions oh, over really? your boobs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I, I that, that came into a few <laughs> WhatsApp groups. I'm not going to lie to you. It did. Um, but they, you know, what? what's the money like? You know, like, should I quit my day job and go do it? Like, I made more money stripping. But for someone that's like... Uh, stripping and robbing. Yeah. <laughs> but for someone that's like, I don't know, like, just chilling at home, not doing anything... You're making good money, you know? But you see, it's like a full-time job. Like, you're not going to make good money if you don't post every day and if you're not consistently, t- like, texting back to DMs. and Yeah, you know? you're, you're not fully... It, like any social media yeah. platform. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, you have to be committed. And you... So, basically, like, someone pays, like, a monthly subscription, right? Yeah. And then you get that monthly? Yeah. And you get a percentage of what someone pays. Yeah, so say at the beginning I did it for 20, but then what I do, I started doing was I went cheaper and I would only do like tees and photos on my feed of OnlyFans. And then in the DMs, that's when I like made the most money. Oh, hang on. So you post on your feed. Mm-hmm. I pay five euro to subscribe to your page. Yeah. I can see everything on your feed, but then if I direct private message you, I can be like, send me the good shit, honey. Yeah. And then you send me whatever you want to send me. Yeah. But the thing is... But but I have to pay. Yeah. So I'll send you, say, maybe you wanted me to do like a twerking video and I have like no top on and just a really like like, tight thong on or something, you know? Okay. And I'll do a twerking video and then... But I'll attach a price tag so they won't get any they won't get any visual or anything until they've paid right yeah but the only thing with that was I used to do uh I used to finesse some people on that too so I'd like if I just was like oh I didn't really care if they were just cheap I didn't really care and I just send a video for like 20 euro and then I'd only be of like a quick little like, hey, like I'm here. And now that you're pregnant, are you still on OnlyFans? No, I actually, um, the first, when I found out, I was still doing it. But then after like, I told my mom and stuff, I just thought, you know what, best like nip this in the bud, like, you know. And can I ask then, what is that thought? That what is the nipping it in the bud now that you're pregnant? What What's the difference? I don't know, I think. From the obvious reasons. Obviously I don't want to be doing it while I'm pregnant. You know, because mm-hmm. that to me is just creepy. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Like, I have a baby in my belly. Like, that's just not, that's not cute. But um, after, though, like, I've had people request, though, people that would have, like, followed me. They'll DM me on Instagram and be like, can you come back? Like, I love pregnant women. And I'm like, that's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. Um, And then afterwards, like, you're going to... Like, have you had, now that you're pregnant, right? Because I, I, I remember when I got pregnant, you get this, like, real sense. I'm not for everyone, but for me personally, I got this real sense of perspective on a lot of things. You know, yeah. the people I wanted in my life, the job I wanted, where I wanted to live, um, how I wanted, my, I suppose, changes I wanted to make. Yeah. So now that you're pregnant, have you had that sense? Like, do you look back on anything? Has perspective changed for you? Oh, totally. The way you've lived your life? Yeah. I won't lie, like... It's probably over lockdown. It kind of it's probably the best thing for me because yeah, it was the best thing for a lot of people. Yeah, like really and truly, because I confronted a lot of issues from the past 
then it was like I started realizing like who my genuinely good friends were and then who were just kind of there for like not um more so like the image of like stripping and money you know that yeah kind of. yeah yeah so that's when I just was like oh like I'm not trying to bring that into like my baby's life either so I just cut them out yeah I just started like looking at people and just realizing who was really for me and who was just like there to be I don't know benefiting off of me for some reason like yeah you know so that's when I just cut I have probably now like all of about three good friends where I would have had like 30 friends in January yeah but like you know nobody I mean? has 30 best friends you know yeah like quality quality over quantity yeah um and with the when you know afterwards I know you're setting so you're setting up your makeup salon we can get to that because yeah when we get to the end I, uh, you can tell us what's next for okay. you but what is you were also part of an agency as well oh, yeah. and you were really vocal on Instagram I saw you did like a go live with another girl yeah and that seemed to go horribly wrong yeah. in that agency um a little bit of an insight into that because for me with these agencies influencer is is essentially you know a, a type of job now yeah but again I think that if you're you know you're in your 20s, you're old enough, you've experienced life, you're mature enough to know that there's a sense of responsibility that goes with those things. And with some of these agencies, it just seems a little bit like people are trying to become influencers just to make money. Yeah. Whereas like, so for the best way I can describe it is, um, we'll say, because we're both makeup artists, Aideen Kay. Yeah. She's an influencer now, but she's a she's an educated talented influencer and she influences based on the knowledge that she has she worked on a counter she was a freelance makeup artist and everything she influences is based around her knowledge yeah but sometimes I feel like we're trying to create influencers to influence things yeah like 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 nothingness if that makes sense um and some of these agencies kind of tend to I think create those type of personas yeah. so what what was it like is it is it kind of totally it's pretty much the same like okay. so the girl that set up the agency like I noticed she I never actually benefited from it you know okay I actually everything and anything that I got was from other people reaching out to me it was never through the agency and she kind of like picked certain girls and she'd take every girl that asked her first of all but she'd I what did I, I think I gave her probably all of about 100 euro but that was because I was like one of the first people to um sign up it was only I was, it was only me and two other girls but then we noticed after we signed up obviously people were more because we were obviously like oh we're like signed up to this agency we were promoting it in a way and then I guess people then got onto her and was like oh hey can I join so then she upped her price again and it okay. was like then from 100 to probably 150. Then because they got onto it, they were promoting it. So then she'd up her price again. It was 200. So by the time we all kind of clocked it, like we were all like, okay, this girl's actually on some scamming stuff. Like she was sending okay. us false invoices. She was sending us like false PR company plate things. Um, basically she, a plate, PR place that went actually reached out to her. She just forwarded us, forwarded us her email and was like, like editing 
the name in it you know what oh, I mean right okay, okay but they were it was still like their logo their sign off like everything then she was doing fake invoices and they were all different they all had like different it was it was just all such a scam and it's like so what was the work what was the what's the aim to be and, and in general let's say it is a great agency yeah what's the aim to be part of an agency like that is it is it the goal to be an influencer or to model or I see a lot of girls they want to be a model I am not going to be a model. I knew that. So more me, it was just for like to get maybe because I wanted to get back into makeup. So it was more so trying to influence in more the beauty side. Okay. It wasn't actually to be like a model or anything. Whereas there's some girls that genuinely had the like height. The, they had the figure. They had Yeah, they wanted to yeah. actually, actually model. Yeah. Yeah. So they had, so there was all the different types of like people that wanted different types of things on Instagram. You know, okay. and she was such like a good finesse, I guess, because she sold everyone a dream, like literally. And then obviously because you're hearing such positive things come from her and she's like, oh, this brand's going to work with you. Like, be bold, uh, Fashion Nova. Did you work with any of them? None of them, like pretty little things. Like she was telling us all this. And then when it came to us asking about it, being like, when are we going to get that? She was like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Or she told me... um. Because she told me I got something with Pretty Little Things. And then I asked her about it. And she was like, oh, no, you're an OnlyFans girl. Like, they won't work with people like you. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, what's people like me? And then, like, some girls she told they they were too, like, big. Like, they were too fat. You know what I mean? Which And she did mm. publicly, like, in a group chat full of girls. And it's humiliating. It's humiliating enough if you're in a, just a normal DM, but not in a group chat, you know? Yeah, yeah, of like, course, yeah. a lot of the girls... I don't know, everyone kind of reaches out to me, but like a lot of girls would have text me being like, I'm getting really depressed over this. Like she... It is, it's really sad. Like it's really sad that like like young girls, that there's this there's this constant want for, you know, to be part of an agency, to be an influencer. And there's so many, like for example, your makeup. Yeah. You, you don't need to be part of an agency. Your talent will, you know, yeah. will get you to where you, where you want to be. Yeah. Um, and obviously you know that now. Yeah. And how did it end then with the agency? Well, me and three of the girls, we were all kind of sending each other the invoices she gave us. Then we were sending each other the letters, like everything she gave us and nothing was the same. So then we were kind of like, that's strange because if it was a legitimate company, it would all have the same logo, the same, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So that's what, um, that's how we clicked it. And then when we actually confronted her about it, she was like so defensive. Then she like left the group chats, blocked us all. And then we were like, if you had nothing to hide, like why are you doing all that? And then she actually um called one of the girls and was screaming dog abuse her. Like when I tell you, it was ridiculous. I never, I didn't think someone her age, like, you know, I'm not saying you have to be a certain age to carry, but like it was just so childish, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then she's constantly playing the bully card as well. Like, oh, I've been bullied. And it's like she had her boyfriend come to one of the girls' houses and then tell her that she was going to get something bad was going to happen to her and her family if she keeps posting about it. So I'm like, this girl's still on the thing being like, nobody can dull my sparkle anymore. And it's like, bitch, <laughs> you know, like, shut up. 
I'm like, she was shot at. Um, I don't want to mess with her. <laughs> and now, so what? what is next for you? What What do you see happening? Obviously, you're going to have your beautiful baby girl. I'm so excited. Uh, when are you due? November 23rd. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Christmas baby. Yeah. Uh, well, nearly Christmas baby. Literally. And what, what's next for you? What's the plans? Oh, man, I'm hoping... Well, I am opening a beauty room, so... Okay. Um, in the middle of doing my exam for nails. And oh, brilliant. I'm going to do makeup, spray tans and probably lashes and stuff. Um, but that's kind of my main focus. I've always wanted to have my own little beauty room. And that was like my goal when I worked in Mac was to like get as much knowledge. Yeah, you just got, you got sidetracked yeah. for a few years. <laughs> that was just, yeah, just a little bit sidetracked. But now I feel like I don't know, since being known, I've had, I'm pregnant, like, it's just put me on such a good, steady track. And I've never felt more happy and, like, it sounds so, like, whatever, but it's, I'm complete. Like, I'm, I haven't smiled, I haven't had such a positive energy and it's getting put into what I've always wanted, which is my own business. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy for you. Do, when you look back now, do you think, like, you, you, you kind of admit to yourself that, like, yes, as much as you can sit here and you can tell the story and there's a side that you can laugh, because I, I laugh at everything so anyway as well. <laughs> um, But do you look back and you're like, well, that was crazy or it was probably a bit unhealthy yeah it was a mad time in my life and yeah totally like if there's one thing this little girl's gonna have <laughs> she can't tell me anything <laughs> like I, I know everything on the street yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know but at least I can look out for her in the best way yeah yeah you of know? course so you're gonna set up your makeup room yeah and I wish you the very best of luck um, so, much. so before we go then why is your I get everyone at the end of every episode to tell me their beautiful truth so you have told <laughs> probably probably told everyone's for I don't need to do any more podcasts there's been so much truth told um, but do, is there anything that you want to add that you feel like you want maybe you know it's an honest truth that you want people to know or that you maybe I don't know with with all of your influencing and your crazy life in Canada oh. is there anything else that you want to add that's your beautiful truth not really but probably just like never give up do you know what I mean like that's probably just my little motto for everything that I've been through was just like there's always a brighter day do you know yeah yeah amazing thank you so much for being part of the, the beauty of truth Caitlin it has been a roller coaster <laughs> um, and I hope everybody enjoys it but thank you so much no it's my pleasure thank and so much. congratulations on your pregnancy again thanks wow what an episode I can imagine that that has spun a few heads uh, listening to, to Caitlin talk about her life and if you were affected by anything that Caitlin spoke about in the episode, you can get in touch with her on her Instagram. She's casb.ie and her makeup page is classy underscore b underscore sassy. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at the Beauty of Truth podcast on Instagram. I really hope you guys have been enjoying these episodes as much as me, especially that one. That was just so interesting and mind blowing. And I look forward to you hearing episode four. Thanks so much for listening.